Hi, I'm Randallin. I'm Jennifer. And we're people. Talking about people. People Talking People is a part of the Wonder Barn Podcast Network. You can check out all their other podcasts on travel, yoga, health, business over at wonderbarn.com. That's W-A-N-D-E-R-B-A-R-N.com. Hi, Jen. Hello. So we are recording this, you know, just a couple days before Thanksgiving, um, which is just really fun and exciting. So when everyone listens to this, it'll be Thanksgiving holiday and we're taking a little, we're just talked about how we're kind of taking a little break, but not at the same time. So hopefully people who are listening to this actually during Thanksgiving are taking a little bit of a break and just relaxing a bit. Um, and then here we are talking about setting goals. So maybe thinking about how you're going to set yourself up for success coming up in the new year here. So, and a relevant topic really, no matter what time it is. So setting goals, we're talking about setting goals today. I love that. And I agree. I think some of us are doing much better jobs at taking breaks and resting well than others, but I have aspirations that 2021 will be the year I embrace that side of my life. Until then, we'll make it, we'll make it work. Uh, but I think 2021 is the year a lot of people are looking forward to for a lot of reasons. One of those I think is because 2020 became such a wash so quickly. Um, I think a few people found it in themselves to be able to step out of the insanity and the uh, chaos that 2020 kind of brought and have still been able to go after and achieve and um, work towards goals that they had set for this year, despite having to maybe like pivot or realign or readjust those goals. I think a lot of us were like, great the goal for 2020 is now survival. And if I make it that far, like I'm, that's a pat on the back for me. Like I did it. Um, I, I mean, I, that's where I'm at right now. It feels like, so no shame if that is where you're at. Um, but I know that I'm really excited about 2021, not necessarily because I think on January 1st, 2021, like we're going to wake up and suddenly be able to like go do all the things. But I think we now have enough of an understanding of what it looks like to really like get that habit of the new normal and understand like we know what we're going back to work in in like 2021 virtually um we know how that works we are not trying to just like figure it out on the fly. Like we're going to take time off for the holidays. We're going to have a little bit of a reset period and we're going to come back to all of these new things with a little bit, hopefully like fresh energy and excitement. Um, and I think it's just a really natural time to be talking about like, what does it look like to continue setting goals that we're excited about when there maybe aren't a lot of things to be excited about, Jen? Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head at the end there with, you know, having that fresh energy and excitement because it's, and it's hard to think about doing that when we have just been struggling to have any of that in the past. Um, so here's one thing I wanted to just kind of mention as we start this conversation is really thinking about like the reason why we set goals at all. Now it is extremely personal for a lot of people. As a matter of fact, I've had clients who are like, 
I don't do goals. I just get stuff done. Like I just make to-do lists. I just get stuff done. I just get the job. I just get the promotion. I don't set goals. So some people are pretty anti-goal, which to me is always interesting. Um, but the reason I bring that up is just because in general, the idea of a goal, when we say like, don't be scared of it, all this is just, it's something to look forward to, right? It's something that we're moving toward and it's something we're striving toward, hopefully to achieve this bigger why or whatever it is that we want to be working on. So if you're at a point in your life where you're thinking about your five, 10 or 15 year plan, just to make sure you're sort of always looking forward, these goals that we're going to be setting are going to be tasks and things that are in alignment to that bigger picture. So I point that out because not everyone has to have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or a 15-year plan. But when we get in these modes like the 2021s where we just don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, we start to get really high anxiety and stressed about how am I going to achieve, achieve a goal? How can, how can I even set a goal? Like, I don't even know what I'm going to be able to do. Am I going to be able to go anywhere? Am I going to see anyone? Am I going to be able to go to the gym and get my exercise? Am I going to be able to go to that networking event and meet people? Um, is the job interview even going to be in person? You know, whatever those things are that they're wanting to do, they're having a hard time because they can't see far enough forward to even know if those things are even possible, achievable, or doable. So we're having to get really, really creative with how we set our goals and what our goals are. And then also just having to be super aware of what the longer end game is and not lose sight of that. Because if the long end game is to live a healthy, happy life, okay, great. What are the things I need to do to get there? And just, you know, not forget that there are certain things I can be doing now. I love that. And I have definitely like caught myself in that in the past two weeks, I think I've said, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Why would I know what I'm doing next week? 700 times. It is so easy to fall into this trap of the future is so unknown. Why would I make anything? Like, why would I make plans? Why would I try to make plans? Why would I have a vision? In some ways, it feels easier to go with the flow if you're not incredibly type A. If you are, I'm sure there's like so many inner battles happening because you feel like your plans are always being rearranged on you and you don't have the maybe steadiness or predictability that you kind of desire. Um, so all in gen, I think we're, we've hit the nail on the head. Like people are struggling with this for one of two reasons across the board. Um, I'm excited because I feel like you and I are a mix of the like we need goals but we also just get stuff done kind of people depends on the day and maybe maybe you feel differently um but that's where I feel like we land so I think we can kind of speak to both sides and I'm excited to give the people hopefully some super actionable things that will help them break out of the rut that they're in, whether it's like a perpetual, like go with the flow, never make plans or an incredibly frustrated, I'm never making plans again because they always get changed. Perfect. I think um, what you said in the beginning, we don't want to give up on 2021. You know, we've already kind of feel like we gave up on 2020 a little bit. So let's make sure we're not giving up on 2021. And yeah, let's talk to sort of both of these people, the people who are the big goal setters and the people who are the maybe not so much goal setters. So let's start off with that one first. I think that's kind of a, a fun one just because 
more people resonate with that than I think people realize. So there are a lot of people out there who are just like, I'm just the get it doneers. I don't need to set a goal. I don't need to be thinking about all this goal business. You don't need to write this stuff down, whatever. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what those folks can do. So I've got a couple notes written down for me. I want to cover, and then I would love to get your opinion as well. So to your point, I fall into this camp sometimes as well. I do find that sometimes I, when I get into a flow, even it's just a lot easier to just go and bounce from one activity to the next, knowing that I'm getting some things done, not be too concerned about an exact to-do list or a prioritized order or, you know, a documented goal, something along those lines. I just kind of go with the flow of what's feeling good. Um, so when that's the case, one of the most important things that you can remember is actually as you're moving through and you're getting stuff done to pause and take a moment to reflect and really just recognize, Hey, what are these things I've been accomplishing? What have I been doing really well? It's really easy for us to sit down, power through a work day, get to the end of the work day and go, wow, that was a crazy busy day and go, wait, but what did I actually accomplish? You know? So it's really easy to get into that mode. And then once you get in that mode, you start that feeling of like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not achieving anything. When in reality, you're probably achieving quite a bit of stuff. So taking that time to reflect and write down your accomplishments and your wins and whether that's daily, weekly, it doesn't really matter, but really spending the time to do that is a very, very, very good starting point. Anytime we're really focused on our wins and our accomplishments, it allows us, it's almost like that building momentum, right? It just sort of perpetuates the snowball rolls down the hill, the snowball gets bigger. So we're achieving more and we're accomplishing more just by way of pausing to recognize, hey, I've done a lot. Jen, I wanna jump in here. I'm sure you have more super great things to say, so I'll keep this brief. But I love this concept of the pause. And I think we talk, we've talked before, I. I feel like about the power of the pause um, and just kind of like finding a way to be present in the moment, even if it's just for a second to say like, hey, I did that. Um, I think this year has felt really reactive for people, myself included, and we just move from thing to thing to thing to thing so quickly because it feels like we're perpetually behind. So taking a second to say like, hey, I did that. Like, it's done. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to stress about it anymore. I had something that I've started doing, and I think it's one of the best things in the world to just, like, complete a task and sit there and be like, I did it. It's done. I can move on now. Like, the burden on my shoulders is less. I think that's um, a really good example very specific example and way to point that out for everyone because yeah sometimes just that that power of the pause that deep breath wow i did fist bump right you're on the <laughs> whatever you need to do to sort of celebrate which is the second thing that i have written down actually which is that celebrating your successes which a lot of people really struggle with i mean we could probably do we should probably add this to our list of things to talk about celebrating successes um it's a hard one. Some people are like, what do you mean? Like, how do I celebrate? Do I just tell everyone that I did it? You know, do I give myself some sort of monetary reward, meaning I can like buy myself a present? Do I get an ice cream cone like a child? Like, what am I doing to celebrate my successes? It's always an <laughs> cone. No, <laughs> it could be any, we should do, I could talk about this for a long, a long, long time because this is a topic that I 
love and is near and dear to my heart. So I will withhold my opinions, but like ice cream is never a bad option. <laughs> we will talk about celebrating successes in another one. See, we've already lined ourselves up for something next. Uh, but you get my point. Like, what is the way that you celebrate your success? And a lot of people have a hard time even thinking of what some ways to do that are. And I always tell them, you know, ask others, ask your friends, ask your family members, what do other people do? You know, just Google it. You know, what do people do type of thing? I might be getting too far into this and off topic, but I do feel like most people don't celebrate their successes. Yeah. So we talk about like asking your friends, their friends are probably like, I tell my significant other, like I tell my best friend and that kind of like where that ball stops rolling. So Jen, I'm really excited about this other topic. I'm going to like tap my excitement for now so that we can actually talk about setting goals for 2021. Perfect. Okay, good. See, I love it. This is already spawning something else. So, okay, well, we will talk more about celebrating successes later. But um, the other thing is this sort of like accountability piece too. So I want to talk about this for a minute before we shift over into the people who actually like to set goals. And this is where you were mentioning kind of earlier, like, oh, we want to maybe challenge you, or you said it in some version like that, like challenge you to think about it a different way. So those of you who are not big goal setters, um, give yourself a little bit of a challenge and say, okay, what are some of the things like that I am working on? Um, what are the things that I'm accomplishing? What are the things I've been celebrating lately? How is it mapping out? How's it shaping up? Is it a bunch of small work tasks that are you know, kind of leading to me getting a promotion? Or is it that I've been doing really well at the gym and I'm going to be able to run that half marathon soon? Like something along those lines, almost like just take a minute and think about the things you are doing and what they might be leading up to. And then take a moment and write down what a goal would look like around that. So you're almost like reverse engineering a goal. Instead of writing a goal down, you're thinking about all the things that you're doing and how they lead into something and then writing down what that something is. That's a challenge. It just so that you can kind of sort of force yourself to write a goal to say, oh yeah, big picture. This is what I'm working towards. You can celebrate it a little bit better. Yes, Jen. I love that. I have had seasons. We joke about me saying this word all the time. I've had seasons in my life where it does feel like one specific goal is like, it's hard to decide what the big goal is. Like you're just kind of moving at a speed where you're like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And like, I'll get there when I get there. And you're like overwhelmed and maybe a little burnout and like, you just have to like get through it. Um, but what I have found to be helpful in this vein of what you were saying is to even pick a goal around something that's maybe non-tangible. Like I want to be more patient. And so in these seasons of like being overwhelmed and overstimulated and like a little burnt out, like my, the thing that I can keep coming back to is like, how can I patiently react to this? How can I, you know, be kinder or speak nicer or like be more descriptive with my emotions. So I'm not just like always seeming like I'm blowing up at people. Like I'm just, I think about like maybe a character trait that I want to define in this season or, you know, a behavior that I want to kind of like master and it doesn't necessarily, you don't document it the way you would document. Like I want to, you know, submit X amount of job applications. Like it's not something that you can tangibly 
document and feel achievement in but I think when we are just like running full speed at something taking a second to say like I really want to master patience right now or like I want to be someone that people feel comfortable you know sharing the hard things in life with and you focus on those non-tangible things goals like that become a lot easier because there's no pressure to like meet a metric there is no metric it's just like kind of an internal mood that you like align yourself with and then that's how it goes so if you struggle with goals maybe try something that is a little less tangible at first to kind of get yourself in that habit of like how am I doing with this like how's it going could I have been more patient like do I need to do this or that or x y and z um and then at the end of that season you can look back and say like wow two months ago, if somebody would have like sent me this text, I would have said X. And like, I didn't do that. Like, that's the progress you see. It's non-tangible. It's internal. It's not something that you have to like compare numbers with and be like, well, I didn't meet my goal. So like now I'm a failure. It's like, no, that's not how this works. It was internal growth. It's still growth. It still matters. It's still important, but it is less sad to measure maybe is the word I don't think sad's the word that I'm looking for um but it's like an easy way to kind of stay focused on something without feeling the pressure of like what if I don't get it 100% right and I don't know if I explained that correctly so Jen how does that feel like intelligent I think that's fabulous and I would just add to that very last thing that you just said it also allows you to see progress towards something, right? So it may not be to your point that I've hit this button 10 times, <clears throat> but you'll see progress and growth. If you're doing all these other things we're talking about too, like the pause, the reflecting, the celebrating successes and thinking through some of that. So for those people who struggle or choose not to set goals, what we kind of want to leave you with here is we want you to pause. We want you to reflect. We want you to celebrate successes, which we'll talk more about later in another episode. Um, we want you to take a look at what you're currently working on and think about how you could roll that up into a goal. And we want you to set a goal that's a little bit more almost like emotionally driven or emotionally charged, being kind, being patient, something along those lines. I think those are fabulous. And I will also let you know, because this is to your point with it not being tangible, like push button this many times those goals people do struggle with. Um, so if you're going to sort of challenge yourself and go outside of your box to set one of those goals, what I want you to think about is what will it look like or feel like when I am more patient in the future than I am right now? So you can still kind of ask yourself some questions. The measure might not be push button 10 times, but the measure might be um, I will feel internally happier or, you know, whatever it is is for you. Um, like you mentioned, I will not react when the person who triggers me, Bob, sends me emails, right? It could be something along those lines, but you will notice that there will be some sort of shift or change. If you take a moment to just think about what will that look like? You know, it's no different than when people say to me, I want to be successful. Great. What does it mean to be successful? How are we going to somewhat even measure that whatsoever, you know, so thinking through it that way. So I think those are fabulous. I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head with the non-goal driven folks. <laughs> I find myself in the non-goal driven camp 
a smidge more than I would probably like to be. So I'm really, I, my perception of you, and you can tell me if this is wrong, is that you err more on the goal-driven side of things, but occasionally find yourself in the non-goal-driven side of things. So I'm really excited for the second half of our conversation because I feel like I have a lot to learn from you about this because I'm like, goals, mm, not going to debt, pay my bills on time, <laughs> like, like very, very chill, low level, like low hanging fruit kind of goals. Nothing like super insane or wild or like progress driven. So Jen, bestow on me all of your wisdom. Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with all those goals that you just labeled off. That's what I'm going to say right there. Um, I have a tendency to, believe it or not, fall more into the non-goal side. But you wouldn't know that because I have created good habits that allow me to do that um, over time by being driven by goals and then being able to shift more into the non-goal because of the prioritization skills that I use and just some of the different things that I do regularly to kind of keep myself on track with just life in general. Uh, and because I just, you know, I coach people on goal setting and stuff all day long. So it's a lot of it just comes a little bit more natural for me. It's kind of one of those things, like if you were to ask someone, Hey, what's a strength for you? They'll list off a bunch of stuff and they'll probably forget the one or two things that are their biggest strength because it's so innate or natural to them that's kind of like goal setting for me. Sometimes it is challenging to talk about it only because it is very just sort of innate and natural within my own sort of process that I've created sort of over time. But what I think is going to be really important in this conversation we're having today is related to, again, we kind of go back to like 2020 was a little bit of a mess. It was really easy for us to just say like, forget it. I'm not going to achieve these goals or I don't want to, I don't even want to have goals anymore or I'll do that next year. I'll do that next year. You know, we pushed a lot of things off. We either things disappeared altogether or we pushed things off. So now that we're getting really close to 2021, everyone's excited, right? New Year's is going to be like this just monumental party this year. Like we're, we're closing the door on 2020 and we're opening up 2021 to some new excitement. It's going to be a party with no one present because of COVID. Right, exactly. Party all alone. And, and that's okay if that's true, right? Um, but yeah, so it's going to be a very different. People are going into 2021 with almost like high expectations. How am I going to fix or correct what maybe wasn't great in the past? And now that we're getting closer to it, I think people are also getting a little nervous and anxious are we going to be able to fix some of those things that we thought for sure six months ago we wouldn't even be talking about anymore? So because of that, there's a lot of tension and anxiety around 2021. So it's probably a good year to start small and really be focused on very doable, manageable goals. Just actually writing some goals down and being okay knowing these aren't I want to go on that cruise vacation. I want to go backpack through Europe. You know, these are not those like big type of goals anymore because those may not be realistic or practical, but they're going to be some of the smaller things that we know we can start to focus on and achieve. These are goals like, I only want to let my dishes sit in the sink for one day, or I want to make dinner at home three nights a week, or 
I'm only going to spend $20 on DoorDash every other week. That is exactly the, the, the type of goal I'm talking about. And it could even be read one book a month, right? So it could be these things that are, yeah, there's a measure. Maybe it's a slightly longer term, you know, a month, even a year, like 2021. I want to read 10 books this year, something like that. Very, very manageable, very doable. But the idea is there are things that we can do in small chunks, no matter what, however we map it out. So being really focused on being sort of small and just in general, starting it with something, like truly just starting it with something. So those of you who are really big goal writers in general who are feeling stifled and just like, I can't do it. Like it's not normal. Like there's gaps to this. Use the process you already have. Use the strengths you already have and taking the time to sit down and write these goals out. Just scale them down, you know, scale them down a little bit and be focused on just the immediate near term. And even if that means you have to pick for yourself a week at a time or a month at a time, that's fine. That's totally fine to do that. Um, but don't overwhelm yourself with this expectation of, but I have to know what I'm doing in six months from now or eight months from now, because the reality is that might not be practical to have, to be able to even do. Then I am thinking about 2020 and the word that is continually like surfacing in my head for the year, it's habit stacking. Um, I think of some of these goals and I think of the person that I want to be by the end of 2021 and I want to be someone who cooks at home five nights a week instead of eating trash takeout food and like I want to be someone who does my dishes semi-regularly um but I think for me because 2020 is unknown and I do enjoy having kind of like a bigger picture of those things I'm thinking about like January means I do the dishes every other day and I cook twice a week and February means that I cook three times a week and I still do my dishes every day. And March looks like cooking four times a week and doing dishes every day. And like, I'm then thinking about ways to make small goals feel bigger. So you can still have vision or scope around like, what the end result is going to look like, even though the goal, the goal feels a little bit like shorter term. Yes. And I think what, what you have hit on is a perfect demonstration of how we can take what would be like our normal five, 10, 15 year plan and scale it down. Um, I think this is a good time for everyone to be asking, how do I want to look, feel, sound, fill in the blank, whatever it is at the end of 2021. And you gave your outline, you know, like someone who cooks five nights a week, doesn't go out to eat or have food delivered as frequently, like, boom. Okay. There's Randallin's goal right there. Here's where I would sort of challenge you, Randallin, on what you just said there. So you started off with January looks like this, February looks like this, March looks like this. I think when we do that, um, unless we've really mapped it all the way out and it's very clear and it's very small and it's very specific, we can kind of get ourselves in a loophole where it's like, oh, but I didn't do that. Therefore I can't go on to February. And then all of a sudden we have failed on achieving our goal and we have barely even got, you know, a month and a half into the year because we've sort of set it to step on top of each other. Think about reverse engineering it a little bit. If this is what I want to look like at the end of the year, 
what are some of the things I need to do to get there? Um, how am I going to feel at midpoints? Like how create almost like check-ins through the process and just sort of go backwards and write a bunch of stuff out. And then you can take all that stuff that you wrote out and you can turn it around and plug it into those months. And that's fine with timelines and whatever makes sense to do. But if you start backwards, you're going to be more likely to a not miss something right as you're plugging into those months, but B, you might be able to set it up in a way where it's not contingent, where, you know, if I fail this month, that's it. I can't keep going. It gives you more of like a pause, a check-in, maybe even a little bit of a reflect. Okay. So I didn't do great, but here's what I'm focused on next, you know, and I can keep kind of going forward and building on itself a little bit. I love that. And I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I fall victim to that all the time. We're like, but I didn't do my dishes every other day in January. So like how in the world do I think I'm going to get to do them every day now? Um, so yes, I think the con like the reverse engineering concept is pure genius. This is the wisdom I was waiting for you to bestow upon me. Well, I don't know about that. Definitely not genius, but, but yes, point being, try that reverse engineering and see if it sort of allows you to break it down a little bit more even um, and make it so that it's not, building upon each other too much. Like there, there could be a little bit, there has to be a little bit. Like if I'm going to run a marathon, I have to start by running a quarter of a mile today and then maybe it's a half a mile tomorrow. Right. But there has to be some sort of build. But I think what really happens is people get stuck, especially in these stressful times with, Oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do this week. Oh, well I'm off. Like I'm off the way again. I'm done. Like there's no going back, you know, that's it. No, no, no. This is the time to pause and reflect and then decide what are the next steps I'm gonna take. I wanna add another R word in there. Um, pause, reflect, and refine. Like if mm -hmm. something didn't work, why? What was the blocker that you encountered? Is there something you can do about it? Was it kind of an anomaly that you just need to like give it another go? Like how can you change the experiment to get the results that you're looking for? Um, I think we kind of got in this habit in 2020 of just like making exception, like the exceptions became the rules. Um, and 2021, I think is a really good time to kind of flip that back again, start understanding what exceptions look like, how to be flexible with your rules, but also to like get back to them when you need to. Um, because it is hard and, and things do change and life is, as we've seen, totally unpredictable and out of the ordinary sometimes. Um, so I love this like pause, reflect and refine if something didn't go according to plan. And honestly, I think you are wrapping us up at the perfect point here. Refine, pivot, right? There's another word we like. It's okay to really think about throughout the year to refine or pivot. I want to go pull the audio clip from Friends and just insert it right here. Pivot! 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 Pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> I said it with such authority too. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. This is, um, that is probably the biggest mistake that a lot of people made in 2020 was they did not refine. They did not pivot. They let the couch fall over and break. <laughs> and that was it. You know, they did not um, give themselves the grace to say, 
hey, like this didn't work, what might work instead? Um, we just sort of gave up. And, and a lot of us sort of fall into that camp. And there's a million reasons why that occurred. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was the season of where we were. But let's try to shape and change 2021 and make sure we're pivoting and refining and being okay with that. I absolutely love that you just used the word season and the word <laughs> And I could not think of a better way to end this episode. So, Jen, you want to take us out? I'm ready to take us out. So please, please head on over to wanderbarn.com, People Talking People, to learn more about the show. And of course, to check out all of the other great shows in the network. And we'll be back to talk about celebrating all these successes when you achieve all these goals next time. Bye, people. Bye.